0: Thank you. Yes, we're back. The Agora podcast returns after a longer break than we expected. But, after all, we're living in unpredictable and distinctly tricky times. I'm glad to say that we're back in force and that I'm joined in the virtual studio by our producer, Phoebe Fronista, who's now going to double up as a co-host. There's no end to her talents. Welcome back, Phoebe. It seems we only ever get the podcast going when there's a lockdown on.
1: Hey, Nick. Yeah, I guess we just couldn't focus with all that freedom of movement. It it seems crazy now that just a few weeks ago we were considering podcast trips to Cyprus and Castellorizo. And now, without a dog or an emergency, we can't leave the house after 9 p.m.
0: Yeah, strange uh, feeling to be back in this uh, situation again. Uh, We we, we began the Agora podcast, our first round in... uh, during the uh, first uh, lockdown, and here we are in the similar situation. And of course, the coronavirus is something that, uh, sadly, we're going to have plenty of opportunities and reasons to discuss in the coming weeks as Greece keeps recording new highs. If you remember, Phoebe, when we started, we were, uh, you know, what was it, uh, 100 cases or a few dozen cases a day, and now we're at over 3,000 um it's a, a strange uh, situation and of course in, in future episodes we'll look at how greece has handled the public health challenge posed by the pandemic during this very difficult second wave but we'll also be taking our usual look at what covid19 means for the greek economy to be honest we could devote several episodes to that issue alone mm-hmm. but for now we're going to tackle a completely different matter
2: And it is
3: now my great honor to introduce the president-elect of the United States of America, Joe Biden.
4: What I must admit has surprised me. Tonight, we're seeing all over this nation, all cities and all parts of the country, indeed across the world, an outpouring of joy, of hope, Renewed faith in tomorrow, bring a better day. And I'm humbled by the trust and confidence you placed in me.
0: That's right. We're going to be analysing the US elections, but not to work out what it will mean for Americans. There's plenty of that already going on. Our concern will be whether a Biden administration will mean something different for Greece in terms of foreign policy. Phoebe, I know you'd like to delve deeper into what's going on in the U.S., but uh, believe me, things are also very complex as far as geopolitics in and around Greece are concerned.
1: Yeah, well, as a proud U.S. citizen and Greek-American voter, I have many, many thoughts and feelings about this election that I will not discuss on this podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a family show. Yes, yes. We, we, we'll, leave, we'll leave that for, for another time. And I'm sure we could also film many episodes with you discussing uh, the U.S. Uh, elections. But it certainly kept us uh, busy, uh, interested and uh, intrigued over the last uh, few weeks. What Now, one of the main reasons that there is great interest here in Greece about the change of administration in Washington is In a word, Turkey. Over the last few months, Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan has been challenging Greece verbally, but also in very real terms over maritime rights in the Aegean. Along with the coronavirus uh, that we've been talking about, this tension in Greece's foreign relations has been the Greek government's greatest concern. Greek Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis made this clear during the summer when he spoke to CNN. Uh, there is a disagreement uh, with Turkey regarding the delimitation
4: of our maritime um, zones. And what we've told uh, Turkey very openly is that we should sit and discuss as uh, civilized neighbors and if we cannot resolve this issue, um, the two of us, uh, we can always take it to the international court uh, and have the international court decide on our behalf. But what we cannot tolerate uh, is unilateral uh, activity uh, by Turkey claiming what we consider to be um, a Greek um, a terri- a Greek exclusive economic zone, um, uh, and for Turkey to to challenge this premise by sending uh, not just an exploration ship, but also a significant number of uh, military um, vessels to the area.
1: So, Nick, you spoke to two experts about what a Biden presidency might mean for Greece and its relationship with the U.S., which Athens has traditionally seen as vital to what's going on in southeastern Europe and the eastern Mediterranean.
0: Yeah, that's right. I spoke to Alexander Voudouri who is our very own uh, foreign policy analyst here at Macropolis, as you know, and George Zogopoulos, who is, among other things, a senior fellow at the Hellenic Foundation for European and Foreign Policy, Eliamep, a think tank here in uh, Athens. They've both been following Greek foreign policy for many years and have experience of what's going on in the broader region.
1: So what's their take? Are they expecting any dramatic changes now that Biden's set to take over as president's? We've had several visits recently by Secretary of State Pompeo, urging us NATO allies to hash it out via dialogue. But that hasn't really happened, has it?
0: Well, Phoebe, as you can imagine, they had many interesting things to say. Um, now, of course, you know what, one of the things we can say is that in foreign policy, things rarely change suddenly, because it's more about long-standing interests and less about personalities. Although, of course, there are always exceptions. With the Trump presidency, though, there was a feeling in this part of the world that the president's lack of experience and perhaps interest in foreign policy in this region created a bit of a vacuum. Alexandra and George were in agreement that this is likely to change to some degree once Biden takes over. This is certainly what the Greek government is hoping for, because they believe that this might help contain President Erdogan and Turkish activity in the Aegean and the East Med.
1: Okay, let's hear what they had to say.
0: Let's go, Alexander and George. Thank you very much for joining us on this first uh, podcast of the second series of uh, the the Agora. We're here to talk about U.S. Greek relations in. Um, the Biden era, with uh, Joe Biden, the president-elect, due to take over the presidency in the coming months. Um, Alex, let me begin with you. What's been the reaction from the Greek government to the news that we're going to get a change of administration in Washington?
3: Well, first of all, hi, Nick. Um, Thank you for the invitation. Well, there has been a very positive and rather warm reaction in Athens to the news that there will be a change of guard in the White House. Actually, um, Prime Minister Iakos Mitsotakis was one of the first uh, European officials that congratulated the new president-elect on Saturday, uh, on the day that it was announced that uh, he is the winner, uh, saying uh, in a tweet that Joe Biden has been a true friend of Greece and that he's certain that under his presidency, the relationship between um, the United States and Greece will grow even stronger. Uh, And uh, in fact, during statements uh, in his joint press conference with Egyptian President al-Sisi, well, al-Sisi was visiting Athens, Mr Mitsotakis stressed that from now on, uh, on Greek-American relations, um, well, rather, that Greek-American relations will grow even stronger at all levels, while adding that President Biden will contribute to the restoration of balances and security in our region. Uh, Mitsotakis also added that Greece has every reason to welcome the United States in the central role as leading force of NATO. So Nick, uh, I think the last two sentences um, of uh, Mitsotakis' statement just sums up how Athens sees the change of guard in Washington and pretty much says a lot uh, for the expectations as well. It should be noted, uh, Nick, that uh, Greece in a very recent survey conducted by the European Council on Foreign Relations was one of the few countries in the European Union, along with Poland and Hungary, that sees relations with the United States as part of a national uh, foreign policy rather than uh, part of a solid Euro-Atlantic policy. So... um, for a country like Greece, um, uh, the expectations are quite high, uh, as we guess.
0: So, all smiles in Athens for the time being, at the result of uh, the U.S. elections. George, the obvious question is what kind of change we might see in the Greek-U.S. Uh, relationship uh, when Joe Biden takes over as president or how Washington's role in areas of the world that are of direct interest to Athens, such as the Eastern Mediterranean, might change. But before we get to that, can you give us your assessment of what policy in the uh, the US followed in our part of the world under the Trump administration? Because if, we, if we're going to talk about a change, it would be good to get an assessment of where we were over the last few years.
2: Thank you for uh, having me, Nick. Actually, what happened over the previous years was that uh, President Trump was uh, close to his Turkish counterpart, President Erdogan, and this had caused uh, serious concern in Athens, in the sense that despite the improvement of the Greek-American partnership uh, in the previous years, this close relationship between the presidents made Greece a little bit anxious about its impact on developments in the Eastern Mediterranean. And uh, having said that, uh, what Greece hopes is that uh, uh, when uh, Biden uh, starts his presidency in, in, in January, then it will be much easier for the Greek government to talk to the American president himself instead to the situation which was uh, Uh, monitored in the previous years when Greece, of course, was close to the Department of State, its presence to the Congress was quite significant. But at the same time, from the moment President Trump could any time speak with President Erdogan and President Erdogan could at any time call the White House and speak to Trump himself, this obviously was not in Greece's interest. So the hope of Greece is that this will change in the near future, And having said that, that perhaps that the new American administration will arguably put some limits on the Turkish behavior in the Eastern Mediterranean. Over the previous months, we have come across all the announcements and the statements from the Department of State. They are criticizing the Turkish behavior in the Eastern Mediterranean, but obviously words are not enough for Greece and Greece expects more from the American side. And this... uh, uh, summarizes uh, Greece's hope uh, in view of, of January when uh, Trump, a uh, president-elect, is expected to, to sworn in as the new president of, of the United States.
0: Okay, and looking at Joe Biden in particular, he's a man who, unlike his predecessor, is very experienced in foreign policy. What do you think this might mean uh, for Greece, apart from you know, this potential shift towards uh, Turkey?
2: Well, President-elect Biden obviously has an experience in in, in foreign policy and uh, in international affairs, but obviously he will be the President of the United States from from January onwards. And having said that, uh, it seems to me that his first priority will be to look for stability in the region, a region meaning both the Eastern Mediterranean uh, plus the Middle East, and uh, in my opinion, it's not clear uh, up to what extent uh, uh, president, uh, President-elect Biden will uh, necessarily put some limits on, on, on Turkey as Greeks' hopes. What I would expect from the new American president is a foreign policy that will aim at enhancing stability in the Eastern Mediterranean and the Middle East, And this will signal possibly the uh, expansion and the strengthening and the empowerment of the role of NATO. So I think that uh, Biden will try to work in order to keep uh, Turkey in Western circles. And this might have both advantages and disadvantages for Greece. The advantages obviously will be that uh, The strengthening of NATO's southeastern flank in particular is in the interest of Greek foreign policy. But at the same time, we do not know the new bargain, the new type of bargain which will be played out between Washington and Ankara. And what uh, would worry me in that regard is that it seems to me that greek turkish relations themselves would not be the number one priority for the United States. By contrast, the United States will have to solve several issues as far as Turkey is concerned. In in Syria, for example, Turkey's Russian relations, the general Middle East landscape. And uh, I think that uh, the uh, Greek-Turkish tension will be an issue that will not be discussed at first in Washington. I hope I will proven to be wrong and that the hope of the Greek government that uh, they will be able to reach the American president will prove to be correct. But from uh, a comprehensive analysis and a point of view of a holistic uh, analysis of developments in the region, it seems to me that the interests of the United States are much broader in comparison to what Greece expects.
0: Uh, Alex, as George alluded to there, famously or infamously, President Trump was let's say, very accommodating towards uh, the Turkish President Erdogan. Now, President-elect Biden has already indicated that he won't be so understanding, even calling Erdogan an autocrat in an interview with The New York Times.
4: But they're going to understand that we're not going to continue to play with them the way we have. So I am very concerned. I am very concerned. I'm very concerned about our airfields and access to them as well. And I think it takes an awful lot of work for us to be able to get together with our allies in the region and deal with how we isolate his actions in the region, particularly in the Eastern Mediterranean relating to oil and a whole range of other things which take too long to go into. But the answer is, yes, I'm worried.
0: Is Athens expecting a significant shift in the US position on Turkey once Biden, Biden takes over? Or do Greek officials expect more subtle changes?
3: Well, first of all, um, I agree with what uh, George has already said. Well, the change of guard in Washington, um, according to Athens, uh, is expected to shift the balance in southeastern Europe and eastern Mediterranean. Um we have to remind here that under Donald Trump's leadership, the United States appeared to leave some somewhat of a geopolitical and geoeconomic vacuum in these regions uh, over the last four years, leaving other players like Russia and China and even Turkey uh, to move in. But it remains to be seen when and how the United States might make its presence felt again we should uh, take ins- into consideration that Joe Biden is receiving um, a very wounded uh, country and the first priority of the new president-elect will be to heal the wounds. This is what he actually said uh, during his speech uh, on Saturday uh, on when there um, was an official announcement of uh, his win. So um, it's very crucial to see when and how uh, the United States uh, might as I said, uh, make its presence felt again in these regions. If the United States uh, returns as a power which is expected that supports the liberal uh, world order based on the safeguarding of human rights and democracy, I think that Turkey could be forced to choose between conflict or compromise with the new administration in Washington. What is certain, uh, as George mentioned, is that the special relationship uh, which developed uh, between Trump and Turkish president will no longer be part of the diplomatic equation. And there was indeed a special relationship between the two presidents. And uh, we saw that in the congratulatory um, remarks that Erdogan chose to congratulate Biden for his election, but he also um, sent a special message to Donald Trump reminding uh, their... um, their shared values and interests, perhaps personal interests. So um, I think that Turkey's policies, especially uh, Nick, regarding its NATO obligations, and of course, especially uh, regarding the purchase of the S four hundred missile system, will become an issue for uh, the new uh, U.S. foreign policy. And we should also be um, we should also remember. Um, George also mentioned it, that uh, Biden is a a veteran member of the United States Senate Committee on Foreign Relations. He was a vice president uh, during the Barack Obama presidency, so he knows um, a lot. He is familiar with politicians. He is familiar with uh, diplomats in the region. Uh, The expectations in Greece are that the president-elect will be more willing to reign in Erdogan and to uphold international law. So, But it remains to be seen when and how uh, this will evolve. Uh, And at the same time, it should be noted that Turkey will definitely um, take advantage of this gap now between uh, now and when uh, Joe Biden will take over. During the transition period, I think Turkey will continue to challenge with its presence in the East Med. We've seen that. I mean, uh, on um, Wednesday, uh, November 11, uh, it, um, Ankara issued yet another NAFTEX um, to allow uh, its seismic vessel, Oru Trace, to continue uh, researches within waters that Greece claims to be. Um, uh, Greek um, uh, continental shelf. And I believe that it will continue to do so uh, just before the new uh, European Council that is expected to uh, examine thoroughly the uh, Euro-Turkish relations. So um, it will be a challenging period.
0: Yeah, it, 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 it's clear, you know, not uh, to, to use a cliche that, uh, you know, with, with, with Turkey we're entering a bit... Um, Uncharted waters, but also I'm interested for your in your take on uh, away from Turkey. Is Athens expecting something from the Biden administration in in other areas, a change of policy in other areas that are um, relevant to Greek foreign policy?
3: Yes, uh, I I think that Joe Biden. Um, since as we have mentioned that he's a veteran of foreign relations in general he will be interested in other regions that are of uh, interest to greece as well i think there will be change of policy in the balkans as well Uh, we have seen some ambiguous uh, agreements uh, um, for instance between serbia and kosovo uh, during uh, president's uh, last month's tenure Uh, I think this will all change. So it's really crucial that the United States uh, under Biden will um, um, again focus on regions that Greece uh, are of an interest to Greece, but it's very um, important that everything will happen in coordination with the European Union. And that's, I think it's for the benefit, of course, uh, of Greece. Uh, I suppose that the Greek government is also expecting um, an extension of cooperation with the United States in many fields, like energy. There are many uh, energy product, uh, projects underway. Um, this has been the main message of um, the recent visit of U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo in Greece. Uh, he chose Northern Greece and, uh, for special reasons. Uh, because there are uh, energy projects uh, that the United States are very interested. So I think overall um, the expectations are also uh, including um, the enhancement of uh, cooperation in energy and economic fields.
0: Picking up on that point, George, What will Washington be expecting from Greece? Uh, In an online discussion recently organized by the Eliamep think tank, uh, Jeffrey Pyatt, the U.S. ambassador to Greece, identified three particular areas of interest.
4: But the three issues that I would flag where we've worked very well with the Greek government and again under multiple Greek governments is great power competition, energy in all of its dimensions, which would embrace the climate issues that, that Mike alluded to, and then digital. Um, I would say, first and foremost, on great power competition, presence matters, and and presence in all of its dimensions. Economic, diplomatic, military. That's what we've been doing in northern Greece over the past few years. That's what the Thessaloniki Fair was about. In a a geostrategically pivotal region, where we face challenges from all of our adversaries, um, building up um, American presence is is important, and Greece has been a key enabler of that.
0: Does this pretty much sum up things as far as you're concerned? Are those the areas that the U.S. will be focusing on in uh, the coming period?
2: Well, yes, the Greek-American uh, partnership uh, has uh, improved a lot over, over the previous years, and obviously Ambassador uh, Payat deserves uh, a credit for this. Uh, he deserves a credit not only for uh, uh, the American investments that are taking place in the country for the empowerment of the bilateral relationship, but also for the fall of the americans I mean, in Greece, I would say. Uh, looking at the public perception of the United States in Greece, it is uh, much better in comparison to previous years. Perhaps it's the best moment ever for the public perception of, of the United States in, in Greece. So the, the United States uh, practically is developing a clear plan of further improving this bilateral relationship. So I would say that it's mainly more what the United uh, it's not more what the United States expects from, from, from Greece but what Greece expects from the United States because the American policy, the American foreign and economic policy vis-a-vis Greece, they are clear, they are straightforward and they are progressing very well. While on the other hand, I believe that uh, Greece can have a fair and sincere dialogue with the United States, which might even go beyond the, the format of the strategic dialogue as, what, as, as far as what Greece expects from the United States uh, regarding the future of the Eastern Mediterranean and the American role in restraining Turkish activities uh, in the basin and in the region in uh, in general, uh, Alexandra nicely mentioned before the European Council on Foreign Relations uh, research where Greece is considering uh, uh, the Greek-American relationship from uh, a national point of view. I tend to do all the research for the European Council on Foreign Relations myself, so this has been practically uh, part of my conclusion as far as the Greek approach is concerned. And uh, I strongly believe that uh, Greece needs to better negotiate with the United States. Greece is a partner. It is considered by Washington a stability pillar in a a region full with uh, tensions. And I I think that Greece can achieve more if it continuously uh, develops its uh, partnership with the United States the way it is doing right now. But this sincere dialogue needs to take place uh, from the moment uh, Joe Biden gets the keys of of the White House because it's what partners need to uh, to do. Uh, On the other hand, of course, I would say that uh, from a European perspective, because Greece largely believes in the significance of transatlantic relations, the coming of, of Joe Biden the White House will be good news uh, for Greece and for the European Union. Greece very much follows uh, relations which go beyond its neighborhood. Uh, this is uh, related uh, not only, of course, to the Eastern Mediterranean and the Western Balkans, but to other issues of high significance, including climate change, for example. I, I think that the anormalization of ties between Washington and Brussels will be in the interest of Greece. And I'm saying this because anyway Greece has committed to um, uh, give some of uh, to participate in some European defence uh, projects by using the funds that it is attributing to its defence sector. This was also uh, discussed recently during the visit of Secretary of State Pompeo to both northern Greece and South, as Alexandra mentioned. So all this needs to be further and more and deeply discussed in the near future from January onwards. It is important for Greece to continue this discussion, but at the same time, what is an issue that we cannot address right now and we are waiting for the first decision by President-elect Biden is up to what extent the United States will be prepared to lead again. It's not clear to me right now if the United States will be able to do so, because there is an interest from, the, from, from President-elect Biden to do so, but times are completely different. And this also brings me back to what Alexandra nicely said before about human rights and the rule of law, for example, and up to what extent Biden might put some pressure on Turkey in that regard. Perhaps, yes... But 2020 is not uh, the same year as it was 2016 or 2012, uh, when uh, uh, more chances for the United States to put some pressure uh, on, on, on Turkey could be monitored. The world is different, and uh, President elect Biden needs to respond to different challenges, which perhaps might be even more difficult in 2021. And having said that, uh, we nicely talk about the impact of of, of the Biden presidency on international relations and on our neighborhood, but we have to wait also until January. The current period is a period of high instability. Alexandra mentioned before that Turkey decided to renew its Naftex for the research activity of the Oroch race vessel. We do not know the situation when Biden will enter the White House. I think we have to 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 be very patient and we have to look at the developments day per day because this uncertainty and instability which is currently marking international relations seems unprecedented to me, especially after 9-11, as far as uh, developments and international dynamics are concerned.
0: Okay, George, and just to conclude, uh, Ambassador Payet also spoke of a unique moment in Greek-US relations.
4: And I think what that reflects is the unique moment we've arrived at where there's a very strong bipartisan consensus in the United States, both about the strategic importance of the Eastern Mediterranean, but also about the fact that Greece is now seen not as as one of two antagonists, but rather as a country at the, the forefront of Europe's borderlands, Europe's periphery. But also a stabilizing factor in a contested region, in the face of what we have called on multiple occasions now, Turkey's calculated provocations through the operations of the Oruc Um, That bipartisan consensus is reflected in things like the East Med Act that Senator Menendez and Senator Rubio collaborated on.
0: And this uh, strengthening of the ties between the two countries, something that you, you also described uh, very clearly in your, in your previous answer, and we've been hearing a lot about it over the last few years. So the question I have is, if relations are now so strong, where is their scope for them to improve? Perhaps to conclude, you could give me two or three areas where you think that uh, ties between the two countries could really uh, be strengthened over the uh, coming uh, years under the Biden administration?
2: Well, thanks, Nick. Let let, let me reply to this by posing a a, a dilemma. What we were observing over the previous years were uh, cleavages in the eastern Mediterranean and allies between uh, and among different states either on the basis of interests or on the basis of of religion uh, ambassador payat last february said that uh, uh, the east med gas forum which is a, a regional organization in the eastern mediterranean could be inclusive and could uh, and could also include turkey i think that this idea of of, of ambassador payat is very good and greece carefully needs to study uh, up to what extent it can benefit by a potential inclusion of the East Med Gas Forum. So uh, along uh, with our discussion on energy, economic cooperation, trade, security with the United States, I think that the sincere dialogue I mentioned before also needs to take into account the whole Mediterranean in general. I think the idea of Ambassador Payat is very good because this East Med Gas Forum operates on the basis of specific guidelines. So if Turkey joins, it will mean that Turkey will have to accept the guidelines. It's not possible for Turkey to join this forum by adapting the same practices it is using right now. So I think that Greece and the United States can cooperate on this, also joined by Israel, which might be prepared to discuss this potential inclusivity of the East MedGas Forum, and also noting that uh, the Greek presence in the Congress is successful, it was successful in the previous years and can be even more successful in the future, noting that more more, uh, members in the House of Representatives of Greek origins were elected, I think that uh, a clear policy in that regard will benefit both the United States, Greece, and the neighbourhood. So I think that we should move beyond bilateral ties to multilateral ties in order for the challenges as far as the Eastern Mediterranean are concerned to be eased and solved under this multilateral agenda and underlining the strong Greek-American partnership.
0: George and Alexander, you've given us many things to look out for in the coming months and perhaps uh, years Of course, first, there is the uh, small matter of the smooth transition to take place in Washington, which uh, Athens and all the other European and world capitals will be uh, watching very closely. Uh, Thank you very much for being on this uh, first uh, episode of the second series of the Agora podcast. Uh, We've launched it in a very uh, dynamic and interesting way. Uh, Thank you very much, guys.
2: Thank you.
0: Thank you for having us.
1: Well, it sure sounds like Greece is really banking on a Biden administration intervening more intensely in the eastern Mediterranean. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see where the U.S. puts us on their priority list.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, obviously, uh, there's a lot to be decided in the in the coming months once there is a change of administration in uh, Washington. But what's clear from what uh, George and Alexander had to say there is that... Um, we are entering a, a new period in uh, US-Greek relations, and th- this is likely to have a knock-on effect And what's happening in our part of the world. We'll just have to sit, wait to see how it uh, plays out, um, but so- certainly one to uh, look out for in the uh, coming months, and it will remain at the top of the political agenda for the Greek government, especially while Turkey continues, um, you know, jostling in, in the Aegean, whether it's in the sea, in the air, or wherever it may be, this will remain a really high up the uh, Greek priority list. Along, of course, with COVID, as we mentioned before, and I think in the next episode, that's what we'll be looking at, uh, Phoebe COVID 19 and the economic impact it's having in Greece. The Greek economy is on course to contract by about 10% this year, which is, uh, of course, very worrying and has uh, uh, multiple effects on employment, businesses, all kinds of things, and uh, significant sectors for Greece like tourism suffering. That's what we'll be looking at in the next episode. Uh, in the meantime, Just to remind you that you can find us on Acast, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Please do subscribe. Please rate us. Please give us feedback. And in the meantime, Phoebe, we'll leave them with our theme tune by the Burgundy Grapes, Straight Line Blues.
1: See you soon.